good thing is Mark Drumheller wants to be on camera. I'm not sure how many beers DP has, but that's totally fine. We accept that, especially on a Friday. Mark Drumheller, host of BetQLU and, of course, Yahoo Sports as well, uh, jumps on with us. Well, we hope, as long as we pushed all the right buttons here. Uh, let's just start it with uh, what we've seen so far. A couple of days, Mark. Man, we had a lot of upsets, a lot. Now, I'll be honest with you. It doesn't surprise me, given the season we've had in college basketball. Ryan and I bet a lot of underdogs, and I feel pretty good about most of them. A couple let us down, but they're underdogs. That's what you get. What has stood out to you? Has it been the Princeton upset, or is there anything else that stood out to you the most? Well, me personally, it was the Princeton upset, because mm -hmm. I had Arizona going to the Elite Eight. So yeah. that was the one that really kind of stung me. And, you know, we knew this would be wide open. Like, we knew that no team was really able to pull away during the regular season. And the teams that we thought that were solid, the UCLA's, the Alabama's, the Houston's, nailed dealing with injuries, right? So we expected a lot of volatility, but I still tried to be a little bit chalky in my bracket, not get too crazy with the upsets because I feel like that can kind of really derail you long term. And, you know, you want to be in the game. You know, you don't want to be out first weekend, that sort of thing. So the uh, the Princeton one really stung me. And, you know, being in New Jersey, I can't bet on New Jersey teams in college. So I couldn't even bet Princeton. So that one, you know, it stung extra. But that was really the big one that stuck out to me. What are your thoughts on Houston moving forward? Still right now, still plus 500 right there with Alabama best odds everybody else you know you got 11 to 1 for UCLA 11 to 1 for Purdue but again Sasser re-aggravates that injury last night it's a groin injury and he only plays 14 minutes in that game so what do you do with Houston now moving forward yeah I send them to see Patrick Mahomes doctor like all yeah. those guys like we need to get those guys healthy as fast as yeah. possible um they're saying they're a go tomorrow I like Houston I picked them in my bracket um, and I just think their defense is really what can carry them. It, it can get them to the end. They're going to need more scoring. Um, that's why I think that – that's why I picked them because I, I just think with Walker, they have a little more versatility on offense um, this year than they've had in the past. Like, they have some, you know, complementary guys that can score. Uh, but, you know, they're going to need to be healthy. And, and that, that's the kind of thing. And this is going to be, you know, we talk about it every year. Like, can you string together, you know, six wins – a little bit of a war of attrition, so to speak. And it kind of is that way for the top teams. You know, how, how are they going to hold up? You know, Brandon Miller, you mentioned, has a groin now. But I, I really think Houston, I like them tomorrow against Auburn. Um, you know, I, I think that they're, they're the side there. I just think defensively they're going to be able to overwhelm a lot of teams early on and then, you know, give those guys time to get healthy for the offense to pick up, you know, when they get to the Elite Eight, the Final Four, when they're going to need them. But it would break my heart if they went out early. I, I need Houston in my bracket, so um, we're, we're hanging tough with the Cougars. You and me both uh, really could use Houston, especially in PJ's bracket pool that he set up, because I really would like to at least beat PJ, because he scoffed at me, Mark. He scoffed <laughs> at me when I said I want Penn State, taking Penn State over Texas A&M, and he's like, I got them in the Elite Eight. I, now I get to say, ha, ah, Take that, PJ. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm looking at this Princeton-Missouri game tomorrow. Princeton's a six-and-a-half-point dog. Am I crazy to think Princeton can cover in this game? No. I mean, I, I love Princeton here. I, listen, Kobe Brown's awesome. Like, Missouri, you know, they're going to score both teams. Princeton, you know, very efficient, can shoot from outside. Um, and, you know, they have a Tosana Woa inside. And, you know, when you have that ability to play inside out and you have a big guy that can kind of play against – you know, some of these, you know, power school programs, you know, it really makes a difference. And not that they're going to match up great with him, but, you know, it gives them enough versatility, um, I think, to hang. Like, I don't think, you know, Missouri's a team, I didn't expect them to win the first game I bet against them. So, um, you know, I, if I could bet against them, I can't bet these Princeton games. It's killing me living in New Jersey. But, uh, 
you know, if I did, I, I would take them. I don't have my bracket. I had Arizona, but, uh, you know, so, uh, but I definitely think that they're live in this matchup. There's a couple live dogs that I like more. Uh, you know, Princeton, definitely one of them. What are your thoughts on Duke right now? You know, like what's the ceiling <laughs> for Duke? How far could they go? I, I like Duke a lot, man. Obviously they're 18 and one since they've been fully healthy. They've been on a complete just tear right now, but Last night, I liked uh, Oral Roberts, unfortunately. I got the seven and a half. I had the closing line value. Didn't matter. That game was over with like 14 minutes to go in the first half. So what's the ceiling for Duke right now? Yeah, I think it's pretty high. Um, I have them in the final four. And, you know, we talk about it on Saturday is there are so many teams this year that we were just kind of waiting to turn the corner, like especially the Blue Blood programs, the Kentuckys, you know, the North Carolinas. And it was like, when are they finally going to show up? You know, not the same teams, you know, it really inconsistent. But Duke was the one team that we saw just kind of gradually grow and develop as the season went on. And all the narrative you heard about when talking about these Blue Blood programs and their struggles was, you know, oh, well, they just need time to gel and it'll all kind of work itself out. Well, never happened for North Carolina. You know, kind of happened a little bit for Kentucky, even though they have their flaws. But, you know, it really happened for Duke, especially, you know, since Roach came back from injury, solidified the backcourt. They, they have so much length and athleticism in their front court. Uh, you know, with Lively, Phil Kowski gives you like 15 and 10. Um, so I really like them. Uh, you know, I think they can go far. Tough game against Tennessee, yeah. uh, but I, mm -hmm. I think they win that game. I don't know if I'm comfortable laying points. Like that might be, you know, we might be getting into like money line parlay territory, right? Where yeah. we just grab two teams and throw them in a money line parlay because I, I don't want to lay these points here because Tennessee is so good defensively as well. This could be a very low scoring game, but I just think Tennessee is a team that just isn't going to have the offense long-term to make it happen. So um, I think Duke's the more complete team and I think they get them out of there. I'm glad that you brought that up because I do have Tennessee advancing here. I have them in the elite eight, but the, like, the same thing with Iowa State today. You know, they just struggle sometimes offensively. I, I Iowa State had two points with, like, ten minutes to go in the first <laughs> half. But does it concern you at all, Tennessee, last night? Like, just laying an egg in the second half. They barely get by the Raging Cajuns last night. Louisiana, they don't cover the number. Does that concern you at all? Or you just kind of, like, overlook that because it's the first round? Maybe they were overlooking, a, you know, an opponent that they probably should have been overlooking. Yeah, it's a great point because this is, like, the – the mind pretzel that betters put themselves into, right? Like, you'll talk to half the people, and they'll say, oh, well, they got the Bay game out of the way. The jitters are out of the way. We heard a lot of that from Houston. You know, jitters playing a 16 seed. I don't understand that. But, you know, Tennessee here playing Louisiana shouldn't be any jitters. But then you talk to the other half of the people, and they're like, see, like, this team is not what they're supposed to be, you know, without the guard. And, uh, you know, without the guard play, you know, and, again, it's injuries are hurting some of these teams. So, you know, I, I think that it's problematic for them, especially against a team like Duke. Um, you know, I think Duke's one of the top teams in the country now. You know, whether they'll advance and get that far in the tournament, but I like the fact that Duke really hasn't taken a step back. They've kind of consistently gotten better as the season went on. So, I, yeah, I, I mean, Tennessee was a team. I had them out of here. I had them winning this round, the, the round against Louisiana, and then going out here against Duke. And, you know, they're one of the teams with, even if it wasn't that matchup against Duke, I'd probably be looking to fade. But that being said, I don't know if I want to give them three and a half points either. Mark, one of the things I'm a fan of is a team that's really hot heading into the tournament. It's really that way in, in all sports. I mean, I'm a fan of teams that may be a six seed in the NFL, but they've won five of their last six going into the playoffs. Whatever the case is, I'm a big fan of rhythm. How much does that when you step back and observe things, do you hold that into a really high regard as well when you look at teams like Duke, who's been playing great basketball? Or is it more of, 
I still need to see matchups, and I still need to see, you know, what type of guard play they have, those types of things. What would what, what you put, like, higher on the, the depth chart there? I th- In college basketball, I don't – like, in this situation where we're going from, like, tournament to tournament, I don't put a lot of stock into it. Now, like, Duke mm-hmm. is a different situation. Like, if a team's playing well, in, like, since February, and, you know, they go into the conference tournament and maybe they go out early – I might not, like, hold that against them. But the fact that we have the conference tournament and then this tournament kind of back-to-back, I think it plays with us mentally sometimes as better because, you know, just the recency bias. Like, we see these teams, you know, these, uh, you know, bid stealers win their conference tournament and hop in, and then we say, oh, okay, you know, well, they're hot, so we're going to, you know, back them in the NCAA tournament. It doesn't always work out that way. Like, it doesn't always carry over. But if it's a longer... Um, you know, period of time, like, hey, you know, like since, you know, January or February, they've been progressively getting better. Then I kind of hold it more weight. But somebody who just had like a run in the conference tournament and now we're like, hey, we want to play them, you know, kind of like a la Penn State. That's what I was worried about with Penn State. And I love Penn State. You know, I'm going to be on them tomorrow. But, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, them coming into the tournament, I was a little bit worried that they kind of like, you know, used up the tank, you know, in, in the conference tournament and getting there and, you know, how strong they were at the end of the season. So um, I think that's going to be an interesting game against Texas. Um, I have some Texas Elite 8 at plus 175, so I'm going to need Longhorns to pull it out. But um, I think they're going to, you know, Penn State will give them a run for their money. You know, moving forward with Kansas, like if Bill Self isn't able to return to the bench, is that a big deal for you? Like how big of a deal is coaching for you in March? Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. And, you know, we'll find out if it's really a big deal. One of the reasons I like Providence was, you know, Cooley versus Coach Cal, right? You know, like I thought that was going to be um, – and there are a couple other reasons. Like Providence, much better from the free throw line. And Kentucky, like if you can score on them, they give you a little problems. But I think it's a big deal. And especially for, like, a team like Kansas that, you know, for me – I'm almost like a contrarian in the fact that, like, my biggest issue with Kansas is they're not going to win back-to-back, right? Like, yeah, like I know the road's going to end because it's just so hard to go through the gauntlet in consecutive years that I kind of hold that against them. And now the fact that you're adding the self thing here, you know, they, how long are they going to have their coach? When are they going to have their coach? Just the uncertainty that follows them as a team, as players, like now that's kind of like in their mind kind of breaks up the consistency so um i do think you know it's a big deal you know especially when you get deeper into the tournament i think the more coaching matters because then you start getting more time off it's not like you know they're running you right back on the time uh right back out on the floor you get more time to game plan and stuff so you know hopefully bill self is fine he can get back in there as soon as possible and uh you know kansas to get right back on track but i think it's tough i think it's a lot for a team to deal with um so you know it's one of the things you know that Kansas is just going to have to deal with. Hopefully they can handle it, but they're a pretty solid team. So, you know, they have that going for them. Mark, since you're nice enough to join us for another segment, we're going to talk some UFC with the pay-per-view coming up. We're also going to talk some NBA because uh, our Sixers looking really good right now. And my MVP, Joel Embiid. This is a, he, he's a fan of so many teams now, now it's gotten well, out of control. Well, Mark's a Philly guy, so he, <laughs> you know, he already knows what's up. But I want to ask you, like, right now, if you could place a bet on any team, not what you have right now, but like just looking forward, any future, who would you pick right now to win the national championship? Right now in college for the national championship? Yeah. I would probably stick with Houston. I really okay. still think it's going to be Houston. Like the injuries and, and that kind of stuff really doesn't worry me as much. Like I, I know that they're going to need those guys healthy, but I think if they're a team that's kind of built to overcome it, it's them. Where if it's like Brandon Miller and Alabama, like they're cooked. 
Like, they might as well just pack their bags yeah. and go home. But mm-hmm. I think Houston, if they have some guys that are banged up, I think they can overcome it just because of the style uh, that they play. But I, I, I'm still holding tight with Houston. UCLA, probably a close second. But, you know, I'm going to go with Houston. Yeah, see, that's what I want to hear. All right, we got about a minute here. Give me more on UCLA. I got UCLA at 15-1 to to win the national title. What do they need to do to get through this? I think they looked – I mean, again, you're beating a 15 seed, but But in about a a minute or so here, what do you think UCLA needs to do to get through and win a national title? Yeah, just more time on the court, right? So, you know, now you have, you know, Mari Bailey, you know, in in the mix, you know, adding more scoring. You know, this is the last run for those guys, like, you know, Hawkes and Singleton and – you know, uh, Tiger Campbell. So I just think they need just more continuity to kind of gel and kind of like reshape their team. They have the talent. They have the defense. They can win on the road. They showed that. They strung together, you know, 14, 12-game winning streaks during the year. So they had the consistency. Um, I really like them. If Houston bails out, I mean, they're my team. I have them, I think, final four plus 300, if I'm not mistaken, and 10 to 1 to win it all. So, um, <laughs> you know, I like the Bruins as well. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be one of those tournaments where it's like a, Michigan State wins it as a seventh seed, and we're just going to be like, I, I, I mean, there, there's nothing you could do at this point. <laughs> wouldn't shock me, yeah. dude. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. Uh, it's true. All right, Mark's going to stick around for another segment, some UFC, some NFL, some NBA, whatever. It's a Friday in the middle of March Madness. We're not really following any rules. We're just going to kind of do what the hell we want. We're partying, Mark. No, we're partying We got here. some Dr. Pepper. He's gonna Let's put do some, it. We got a little monster. <laughs> He's putting, a little, uh, putting some rum in both of those, if which is good. If support us, that's fine. Yeah, there you, you know. go. It's perfect. There's some pizza sitting over there. It's, been, it's been a wild day. We're just raging here, Mark. All right, Mark Drumheller going to stick around for one more segment. It's BetMGM tonight.